A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. That scripture is coming from Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. And basically what I take from that scripture is you have to approach life in two aspects, your physical and your spiritual health. So even when you're sick and feeling down, if you continue to focus on having a cheerful heart, a positive mind, um, you're going to focus and lead to a healthier life, a speedier recovery if you're feeling down. But if you continue to have that crushed spirit, you stay negative and keep bringing on all these doubts within your life, it's only going to make you sicker. So that is how I interpreted that scripture. But um, welcome back to another episode of Girls on Another Level. And from the clip I'm about to play, can you guys guess what profession we're going to be talking about today? Well, I got SMK, Sasha's Makeup Kit. This episode is going to be very special. Um, I get to interview Donnie Brown, who is the founder of Pivot Cosmetics, and she's also a digital creator. So welcome to the show, Donnie. How are you doing? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good, doing good. So we're just going to go ahead and jump into it. Um, What made you want to launch a cosmetic line? Well, um, Pivot actually isn't my first line. My first one is, um, it was called Solex Cosmetics. And I did Mm -hmm. that one back in, well, I first launched it in 2017. Um, And so that one was more so a makeup line. Um, Of course, it falls in the cosmetic category. But the reason I did it was because I I was growing on social media. And I'm just someone that believes, like, if you have an audience, why not monetize it, you know? So I was mm-hmm. like, what am I going to do? What am I going to offer? So um, I don't know why the bright idea came to me to do, like, glow products. And so that was kind of what Solux was known for, was doing um, body glow and highlighter and stuff like that. And so that was just kind of really the main reason was I needed um, something to offer to my audience and I had nothing to offer at the time. And then... Mm-hmm. Um, I just decided um, to do that and I fell in love with it. Originally, it was more so like that was the reason, but then later it really became as something that I loved and um, I realized that I wanted to kind of transition into doing Pivot Cosmetics because it has a deeper purpose now and it has a greater meaning to me. So that was kind of why that transition happened. But yeah, I just did it because I felt like I needed to find a way to monetize my audience. So what were some of the challenges or some of the things you realized may have possibly failed um, with Solux Cosmetics? Yes. So with Solux, um, like I said, that was the main purpose. And that's not a bad purpose, but I think that was one of the biggest issues was that the main reason was to have a business, just have a business and have a way to bring in money and stuff like that. And um, which you know, most people will tell you, you need a different reason because if you don't have a different reason, not only will you not resonate with it, but your audience won't resonate with it as well. And so I feel like for us, it was a lot of like, yes, we were getting sales. Yes, we had supporters, but it was more so like pulling teeth. Um, And I had to work two times as hard to get those sales and to get that attention and, you know, to do the things that I did. 
because it didn't resonate on a deeper level with people. Um, along with that, I feel like the, the actual products I was selling, they weren't really solving a problem. They really weren't doing anything different from every other product that was on the market. Um, we did have like a signature glow kit where you got like a, a powder highlight for your face and then a liquid highlight that you could use all over the body. And that was kind of like our thing. But ultimately, mm -hmm. it still didn't really do anything groundbreaking. It didn't solve a problem or anything like that. So what I always tell people is if you're not going to have a product that solves a problem or changes the game in some way, then you need to have a solid story behind it and purpose behind it. And we hadn't either. So I think that was like <laughs> one of the biggest issues um, that we kept running into. And it's kind of hard to give a brand purpose after it's been in business for a year or two, you know? So right. um, I was just like, okay, let's just scrap this. Let's just scrap it all together. Um, and then along with that, I we were we had, had plans to kind of do a revamp, right? And then I just said to my team, I was like, how about we just, cause I, I was over the whole name to begin with, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I hated the fact that um, it was a SEO nightmare. There are so many things in this world that are called so lux, whatever. And yeah. So, um, yeah, it was super hard for us on Google, like to rank on anything. So I was like, let's just scrap the name. And then we were like, actually, let's just scrap the brand and just start over. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was like the main reason it didn't work. There were just, yeah, there were a number of reasons really. So basically, what was your process like in relaunching your cosmetic line? Like, how did you, I know you had already previously started So Lux, but what was the process like in relaunching your cosmetic line? Yes, yeah, so that process, um, it took a lot longer than I thought it was going to take. That's number one. So we started this process of like revamping back in August of, well, we had plans to do it back in, I would say June, July of 2019. Mm -hmm. And then we really started the process like hard and heavy back in August and September. And then we didn't launch until this month. So, <laughs> so it's like, it's a longer process than you would think. But cosmetics, I think that's just always something that's going to take a long time, um, especially mm -hmm. because of the kind of cosmetics that we're doing. Um, we, we had to go through a lot of uh, product development and there are so many phases in product development. Uh, so like with with our with the old brand it didn't take that long because like when you're doing powders and stuff The testing and all of that doesn't take as long. It's just a powder uh, But when you mm -hmm. have something that actually goes through different phases and uses a lot of natural ingredients and stuff like that It takes a lot longer to actually make sure That the product is stable um, Also testing just every aspect of the business like the packaging um, and the messaging and just it took a lot of development because there was just so much more to this brand than we did for the last brand like this brand had a real message behind it we were using um, CBD in the products so that also took a lot of time to actually figure out what are the regulations what can we do what can we not do um, also just figuring out how we were going to get around different obstacles like on Shopify if you name your products a certain way, like when you're selling CBD, you can get mm -hmm. flagged in the system. They can hold up your money. Uh, Stripe also plays a lot of games when it comes to selling CBD. Like they'll hold your money too. So we were just trying to figure out all these different things that we needed to make sure the business would run smooth, you know, along with the product development and stuff like that. So it took a long time, honestly. 
Um, I feel like I've been sitting here trying to launch forever. And so now that we finally <laughs> launched, I'm like, oh, okay, we're actually making money. This is crazy. <laughs> so how's the reward um, of even though it was pushed back? Because I saw one of your uh, YouTube videos that the virus actually pushed back your launch date. So how has the process been um, post launch for your, your cosmetic line? Yeah, so I think that, um, honestly, I was telling somebody that, like, that week that we launched, I was telling a few people, I was like, I don't even feel excited. And I think it's not because that, it's not that I'm not excited about what we were doing. What we were doing was a big deal. Um, but I think now, because one, I've had a business before that was exactly like this, but um, also, too, because of the pandemic happening, I think that kind of took a lot of my excitement away. Um, I'm less attached to this brand, although I put my heart and soul into it. And I feel like I've developed something that's amazing. And it's kind of like my love letter to women of color. Um, at the same time, I don't see it as my baby and I'm not attached to it. I'm more so concerned with making it work and making it into a brand that has longevity. So I, I more so put the manager hat on and I'm like, this is my responsibility. I'm here to make something happen. So also, with, like, like I said, with the pandemic, there were so many obstacles that came up last minute. So we really had planned to launch in February, but it got pushed back because all the stuff that was happening in the world. So um, that can take a lot of excitement out of things, you know, when you have to keep pushing stuff back. So at that yeah. point, I was like, can we just launch already? Like, I'm just finally ready to launch, you know? So um, I think that was like a big reason I wasn't as excited, but now that we've actually launched and I'm seeing the response and I'm seeing the, you know, how people are reacting to what we did and how they've actually supported us so mm -hmm. heavy, just like, you know, and we've only been out for like a week or so. That was just crazy to me. And I'm so grateful. And, um, it really reassured me that all of the stuff that we've done for all these months is not in vain. And like, we are here and we're going to actually be a brand that, you know, has the potential to do a lot of great things. So I'm happy about that. Right. Wow. That's crazy. Um, that you mentioned about your date being pushed back because I have a few friends that are trying to do business ventures and it's kind of that thing where the virus is stopping a lot of things, but there's always something, you know, that could be done in the meantime to help improve for when that time does come. So the fact that you only launched this about a week, only a week so far, and that you're receiving a great reward out of it. That's amazing, honestly. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. It, yeah, I think it's amazing too, because that was one thing we were concerned with. Like when all this stuff started first happening, we were like, okay, is it? does it even make sense to launch right now? And then we kind of sat back like the first couple of weeks of everything and just kind of watched everyone's behaviors. And then we decided like, we're just going to do it. Um, and we're just mm -hmm. going to make sure that we do the best that we can to make sure we still have a good launch. And um, within that first 24 hours, we did $500 in sales. So um, wow. I think that really, yeah, I think that really kind of showed us like, okay, yeah, we, we can do this. It's a good time for our audience right now. So we made the right decision and it paid off. And um, we're just trying to make sure that we continue to build momentum and keep that going. So as you are building momentum for your brand, did you have to shift any of your 
marketing content um, to fit to persuade customers to <laughs> um, pay attention to your brand? So, um, so one thing for us is we are like the the heart and soul of our brand is wellness, um, and we we uh, and self care, and so we push that a lot in with our audience because women of color oftentimes don't take enough time for self care. And so with that, we also wanted to be careful about the way that we address this situation because this situation has been very triggering, especially that first few weeks, you know, it was very triggering for people. And so, yes. yeah, so we wanted to make sure that we weren't like over talking about it and putting it in the forefront of their minds and like, you know, cause we don't want people to feel like every time they see us there, we're talking about this whole situation. Like, no. So, <laughs> um, so one thing we did do, we were just very transparent because when we first had to push things back, it was because there was a delay on getting our, our product, like our actual um, packaging rather, from overseas. Um, so that mm -hmm. was something we had to be transparent about and tell them like, hey, there is a delay because we can't get our stuff from overseas due to the virus and all this stuff. Now, I was a little scared about that because I didn't want people to think what we had was contaminated because it was coming from overseas, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, so I just made sure I was transparent about it and prayed that they would stick with us. And they did. They were like, oh, it's totally fine. We get it. Um, but then we finally got our packaging, but then everything hit the U.S. So then it became a thing of, are we going to push to get their money or is that insensitive? So we just tried to um what we did was instead of asking them hey are you gonna buy something right now like that was lame so we were just like okay let's ask them what they would want to buy right now so when we did mm -hmm. that that kind of helped us gauge how much support we would get and when we asked them that there was like a, an overwhelming amount of people saying like oh yeah we'll still we still want to buy the stuff you were going to launch with but can you add this product can you do this can you do that so just by them being so excited we knew like okay yeah they still are willing to buy and they're ready to buy from us. And they've been waiting for this for a long time and they're not going to leave us hanging, you know? So we decided like it was still a good time to do that because of the way they reacted. But we did not do a whole lot of talking about the pandemic and how we're changing things and all that stuff because we didn't want to be too triggering, if that makes sense. Yeah, I totally understand. Because after a while, yeah. it's kind of, we've been in this quarantine for a while and that shouldn't be the main focus because this is even though it seems like a long time it's only temporary so things will pick back up eventually so it, i understand you not wanting to have pivot cosmetics always refer back to the pandemic so i totally yeah, totally yeah. Understand it just gets that. old like we're all tired of hearing about it you know <laughs> yes <laughs> it's like every other conversation is well, the virus this, the virus that. Yes, I totally right. <laughs> Um You have the Beauty Boss. Is that, was that a brand that followed behind your relaunch? Or is it just like a another name for your, your brand in general? Mm -hmm. So, okay. So the Beauty Boss really, that kind of started because I wanted to document the process of building Pivot. Um, I think that I was looking at all these girls on YouTube and no shade at all, but I just saw a gap in um, mm -hmm. the realness and like the 
authenticity behind actually building a business it was a lot of videos of like oh watch me ship orders or this is these are my vendors or you know like those types of videos but i wanted people to understand that there's so much more to actually building a cosmetics line um if you know especially like when it's a product-based business there's just a lot more to it than just how to ship your orders where to find packaging where to find vendors and i wanted to do that because i wanted people to see like if you're looking to get into this i wanted people to see like this is what it's really like but i also wanted people to um you know just kind of get an understanding of the vision for the brand you know so that mm -hmm. those that want to support they can really get the vision so i needed a name for it the series and so i called it beauty boss and <laughs> so then from there um uh, in the middle of this whole thing happening like in the middle of me launching this business back in november i actually lost my job and so i was like oh this is great this is awesome like how what is going to fund this new brand that i'm building <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so, um so i was sitting there and i was like i had all these ideas right and i've always been somebody that has actually done um freelance work and it wasn't until last year that i decided to like actually get a real job and then that didn't work out so i was like okay i know how to do this i know how to be an entrepreneur like that's that's in me but what am i going to do now because i want to do something that i really love and i want to do something that really helps people so um people found value in that series and so i kind of just made that into the whole brand for donnie brown you know and so i just mm -hmm. built this brand um starting in January because I lost my job in November. So I gave myself a month to like try to figure out what the heck I was going to do. And then in January, um, I decided to just like go full force with it. And mm -hmm. so now I have a membership that I do. And um, that membership is called the Beauty Boss Association. And, um, and then my whole brand, I just call myself the Beauty Boss Mentor because I want people to know like I'm here to mentor you and help you you know, from my experience and just everything that I continue to learn. And um, in the in the membership, we do, you know, uh, monthly masterclasses. We do group coaching. We do, uh, I give them actually an exclusive podcast episode about mindset um, just to help them because being an mm -hmm. entrepreneur can be so mentally hard. Um, and then along with that, we do challenges. And I also give them other resources like eBooks and worksheets and checklists and stuff like that. But um, so far, it's been really, really great. And I'm just so happy that I'm able to help these young women of color to actually build a future for themselves outside of just going to work and all that stuff. Because sometimes, sometimes it's not even about making a bunch of money. Sometimes it's just about being happy and doing something that is fulfilling, you know? Right. And so I've just, yeah. And I've just been seeing the impact that has had. Like one girl, she joined... And within a week, she started implementing what I told her in these classes that we do once a week. And she literally was able to make uh, 1K from her business that following week. And that was more than her whole goal for the month. So wow. that kind of stuff just like hits me hard because I'm like, now I'm really, I'm really seeing that I have the ability to change lives. Like she can continue that and multiply that and, you know, live off of that really. So that's just like wow, really what that's amazing thank you thank you so much yeah beauty boss is just like a whole hub for other beauty bosses really <laughs> yeah it definitely is um 
I know everybody's journey is a little bit different and everything that may work for you may not work for others. So how did you go? I know that you already had um, a pretty big following. So what were some things to help you still want to have courses and come up with the courses that could possibly, you know, help other young women who are trying to go into the beauty world? Um, what advice would you give to someone who may not have such a big following like you? Yeah. So one thing I do want to point out is um, people that that was one thing people always like to put the number of followers I have next to the measurement of my success. And I want to mm -hmm. say that that is completely inaccurate right now. Um, maybe in the past there ha have been things that I've been able to get because of the number of followers I have. And there are some opportunities that I still am able to get. I'm still able to kind of jump around a bit quicker, like from one goal to the next, um, because I have that following per se, but it's more so just because the number sits there and it looks nice, but that does not equate to how much money I've been able to make. That does not equate to um, even just how well I've been able to accomplish things um, for my brands, for Pivot and for the Beauty Boss because um, I am a very analytical person and so I do the numbers, I review things, and I really see where the the needle is moving for my mm -hmm. business. And so one thing I will say is like on Instagram, that's my biggest platform. I, over t I have over 22,000 followers on there. But I've also been on Instagram a very long time. And a lot of the people that followed me years ago don't care about what the heck I'm doing right now. And so um, if, even if I look at the engagement on some of my posts, if I look at a post from like last year or two years ago, I have like about 10,000, I, I, my, my reach on most of my posts was around 10,000. Okay. So, and, and it also said that most of those people that were looking at those posts were, um, already following me. Okay. I wasn't reaching new people. So that's about mm -hmm. half my audience that would see my stuff all the time. Now, if you look at my recent posts, most of the people that are looking at the stuff, it'll tell me like about 50% of those people were not following me. They're new people that I'm reaching. They're coming into the audience. And then it'll also tell me that, um, only, um, so like overall reach will probably be only about 5,000 on each post. And mm -hmm. so if half of those people are coming from somewhere else, that that tells you only about 2,500 people on my page care about what the heck I'm talking about <laughs> at all 22,000. So don't be intimidated, intimidated by those numbers because I, even though I have that big audience, I'm still growing the new audience that I want to attract. I'm still trying to prove myself to those people that I want to get, you know, in, in this ball, um, like in, in this whole thing that I'm trying to develop, you know, like I'm trying to get their mm -hmm. attention still. So I, my audience wasn't built up on people that really cared about what I'm talking about now. So I'm still in that process of development. So, um, that's just one, like, don't look at it that way. And then two, my YouTube channel actually like 90% of my sales, every single person that has bought something from me, um, like I, I check where they found me or why they decided to buy and 90% of them said that they found me on YouTube. I only have 2000 followers on my YouTube channel, but they decided to buy from me because they saw that and they were intrigued by what I put over there. So please know and understand that no matter how many followers you have, as long as you're creating 
content that is engaging and helpful and um, provides value, but also helps people see something that they identify with, then you'll still get the sales. You'll still get the um, return on that time and energy investment that you're making into your content because it has nothing to do with numbers and all that stuff. I also, I know a girl, um, mm -hmm. she literally only had 600 followers, but she was able to make um, upwards of $10,000 from her business. And she literally did that mostly through her Instagram audience. So it's really not about the size. You just need to pay attention to your offer, how much, how much or how well packaged that offer is, and then also gauge that with your audience and their buying decisions. And so for me, I wanted to offer higher level stuff, but I realized my audience isn't trained for that. So I have to position myself a certain way to get those people even warmed up to buy something over $500, you know, but if you develop an audience that's like, you know, for coaching or whatever, those people, they already understand the value in paying for coaching or paying for mentorship mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, so if you're selling something that's higher ticket, you can get to that goal a bit quicker. And you can also, um, and if your audience is trained for that, they'll buy from you as long as you package yourself well, and you explain your offer well. So if you want to do products, then yes, you are going to have to work a little bit harder as far as getting to your goal, um, you know, like your revenue goal, but you just break it down and see. So you test things out. Like I test things out all the time. Like I see um, like, hey, if I put in this level of effort, if I do this many posts, if I get this level of engagement, how does that convert when it, go when it comes to them clicking to my website and buying? So once you begin testing that out, then you can really see what level of effort it takes in order to actually get to your revenue goal. Um, but it doesn't, you don't need hundreds of thousands of people looking at you. And then I think the last tip I would give is you really need to work on building those relationships with other people in your industry and actually collaborating. Um, get it in front of as many people as possible and begin to give away free information. I think people um, are afraid to do that a lot of times because I think they, they feel like they're giving away everything. But one thing to know is one, everyone's not going to implement everything that they hear. People hear amazing information all the time and do nothing with it. Um, and then two, um, all it does is help reassure the person that is um, willing to buy from you. It helps reassure that they're going to get value from you when they take things to the next level and actually hand you their money. So that is like my biggest thing is just lead with value. Um, really develop community with your audience and give them real good information for free and then have a well-packaged offer and understand how much effort you need to put in in order to get to your revenue goal. Wow. I never thought about it in terms of that. I don't know if this may be for other people, but just the numbers are very intimidating when you're starting off. So just to hear that that's not the only thing and that's not the main thing that goes into building your, your service and your products and your overall brand. It actually makes me think about even with my podcast that if it's something that you're interested in and you're passionate about it, you know, the numbers will come. That's not the main thing as long as you're giving out what you put so much work and effort in. That's the main 
important goal so that was very right. encouraging to hear not for other people but for me as well oh i'm so happy to hear that yeah girl because <laughs> even with your podcast if your audience is very niche like or niche however people like to say it whatever um <laughs> people will pay top dollar to get in front of your audience um because that that might be the exact person they're trying to reach you know so it's not always about like reaching the masses it's about hey i have something of value and you need this so they'll buy it they'll they'll take from you you know so mm-hmm. i think i think people just overthink it sometimes or or too sometimes it's that thing of comparison you know you see what's working for somebody else and then you feel like that's what is going to work for you but i had to get out of my own head about that like it's not always about comparison and um everything that works for everyone else doesn't always work for me so it is what it is but yeah girl i'm <laughs> glad i could encourage you <laughs> yes so um are you working full time towards your your brand no so this is what i do full time <laughs> um wow. i was super happy because um in april and march i was finally hitting my goals as far as revenue but mm-hmm. i will say now that that i don't want anyone to think that you can start in january and then within a quarter you can actually hit your revenue goals right away <laughs> um because that more so was because i was already developing that audience over on youtube because i started the series um for beauty boss back in i think it was september or october mm-hmm. and then um in january that was when i finally had an offer for them so that was why i think it was converting so well and then also too i had a lot of strategy um that i was implementing every single day like i was showing up every single day being very really consistent and so sometimes when it takes you a minute to figure out what the heck you're doing you won't see that return right away but mm-hmm. i am very like i i move quick you know so so i can see that kind of return because either way like i move test and then make adjustments fast so i think it really depends on who you are and how you actually operate um and just understanding and being self-aware and not comparing yourself to others because it can happen fast for you but also if it doesn't happen that fast don't be discouraged by that because that just means that you work different you know and you just need a different um you need a different timeline for yourself than what i have you know so your story is amazing <laughs> oh thank you yeah no girl but this is <laughs> no years like problem. i no yeah this is years of hard work because that's one thing i will say as well like me being able to execute so fast i wouldn't have been able to do this years ago this is just because i've been doing this for years and i've been working hard to actually be able to execute at this level so i think um that's another thing to you know encourage yourself is just like if you are working at something just know that like over time it will become second nature you will get this like even if you decide to switch up like i did it'll be able to be a better transition because you have all this knowledge inside of you and you have all of these skills that you've built up so then when something happens or you need to pivot or you need to change things up or you need to try something new it won't be as hard you'll just be able to like snap back and it'll be kind of like a reflex and you'll have this in the bag you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you have any goals um that you're looking forward to accomplishing um now that you fully launched pivot cosmetics um towards the end of this year or possibly going into next year 
Yeah, so for Pivot, um, the main thing, I don't take any money from Pivot. Um, I probably won't for a long time. Um, mainly, I want to be able to grow it as much as possible, reinvest the money, as well as, um, you know, be able to pay the people that help me. So that is my main thing, is just being able to actually fund the business with the own with our own revenue consistently. That's my main thing. And then I also want to, um, I do have revenue goals for it. I'm not going to share those um, quite yet. But <laughs> Understood. I do, yeah. <laughs> I do have revenue goals for it. And I probably will do some kind of like income reports for it on my YouTube. But um, outside of that, we do have a CBD experience event that we want to do. And if Corona leaves us alone, we might be able to do it. <laughs> but um, it's basically an event where it would be really interactive and it's a, an actual experience. So you come with a friend and it's mainly for women of color. You come out that night and you just have a whole CBD experience. So everything you do has some level of CBD. So you would have like a CBD meal or a snack. Um, then you would get a CBD massage. Um, and then you could get like a CBD facial. And so it would just be like this whole um, series of activities that you could do throughout the night that have CBD involved in them. And that's just something that we really wanted to do from the beginning. Like when we decided to do Pivot, we knew that that was something we wanted to do and take it from city to city. So hopefully we can start on that um, in the second half of the year. We will see though. <laughs> yes, we will because Corona has to go. It has to go. Oh, I know. Uh, it's a, this is wild. <laughs> I'm tired of being in the house. Girl, but, I, that's uh, awesome. I, I just want to go up. somewhere and be able to sit outside. <laughs> I know, just the simple things, you know, that you took for granted by going yes. outside. You know, I'm, I'm ready. It's time. <laughs> it's like yes, the good weather came. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's it's coming. It's coming soon. <laughs> yes, but, it's coming um, soon. As we wrap up, um, did you want to um, shout out your social media, your YouTube, and tell people where they can find Pivot Cosmetics? Yes. So Pivot Cosmetics is literally at Pivot Cosmetics. Pivot is spelled exactly the way you would spell it, um, like the dictionary version. And then PivotCosmetics.com is where you can find us as well to shop. Um, so you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and um uh, and on our website and so all of them are spelled the same and then for me you can find me at the donnie brown on instagram and donnie is spelled d-o-n-i and then brown is like the color brown so the donnie brown on instagram and twitter and then also my youtube is just donnie brown like you can just type in donnie brown and you can find me on youtube and then my website is donniebrown.com <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there anything else that you want to share? Um, oh, yes. Last thing is Beauty Boss Association. You can actually join um, by going to DonnieBrown.com and it's under the membership page. So if you want to join, you can go there. Um, we have a basic level that is like only $20 a month. So it's really accessible and really easy to get involved. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I'm so happy to be on here. Thank you so much for having me, girl. I appreciate no it. No problem. Thank you for sharing your story. Oh, thank you. <laughs> 
So I have to do the business spotlight before we end and this week is going to go to Gloss by Nay Cosmetics. I'm so proud of her because I've watched her journey since I first met her. Um, she's in the metro Atlanta area and her products are all natural, vegan, and homemade. So if you're interested in getting some lip glosses, she got you with that. If you want some lashes, she got you with that. If you want some body care, she got you with that too. So if you're interested in seeing what her products are all about, you can go to her Instagram at GlossByNay. Or you can also visit her website, which is GlossByNay.com. She also does wholesale. So if you're interested in possibly starting your own business and selling, you can purchase wholesale products through her as well. Thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Girls on Another Level.